Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Let's Talk About That, our series. Lesson four, lesson five, our student pastor, uh, Ryan's gonna finish this series out. And he was teaching it to the students, the same subject, and was doing such an incredible job. I wanted him to, to give us a lesson and, and, and change our lives with what he's teaching. Before we go any further, I wanna welcome our Boardman campus online. Um, guys, if you're visiting Boardman, my name's Joe Caminetti Sr. I'm the lead pastor here at Believers. It's the privilege of teaching the Warren, the online, and the Boardman campus simultaneously. If you haven't had a chance to meet your campus pastors, Pastor Joe Jr., Pastor Aaron, they'll be in the lobbies after service. And this is our fourth lesson. And after teaching last week, um, this is where we got into a lot of scripture on the subject of same-sex attraction, same-sex lifestyles, gender, um, we had a correspondence come in and it really impacted me in a positive way. And, it, and I, I emailed the person back and just said, I'm, I'm, gonna read, I'm just gonna read it and, and answer it in service because I felt it was that important. And, and here it is. Hi, I wanted to say thank you for speaking on the LGBTQ community. And I wanted to say it was very gracious and informative in a very black and white fashion. And as an ex-gay, I felt I could add something. I don't believe all of us were meant to be single or for singleness. Uh, I don't think that's where God's power ends. I'm just afraid people like me could lose hope on this subject because hearing that we have to be single because we struggle with this sin was overwhelming when I started my journey a couple years ago. And now I believe with God's power, he can uh, fulfill our heart's desire. I thought I'd share. I was very impressed, but I hope this helped. Thank you for your time. And it did help because in my zeal to talk about the heroes who that desire doesn't go and they decide to be single, in my zeal for that, I, I didn't even talk about the people I know that God's literally changed their desires. And so when, when I read this, I thought, boy, I, I, I need to talk about it. And if you've been coming to believers any length of time, here's something you know the Bible teaches. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Jesus said, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. So one of the things I love to teach, and I like to bring it out with this analogy, is I think when it comes to the promises of God, we should shoot for the stars. And if we only hit the moon, our feet are still way off the earth, right? So uh, I, I just, I wanna say I apologize for not bringing that up. And I'd like to pray right now for this dear uh, young person that sent this in. Can, can we pray? Would you join me in prayer in Boardman online, TCI Warren? Let's pray. Father, we lift up this dear person. We thank you for their desire. And we come into agreement with her and everyone else, Father, uh, in, in, in that community that's believing for you to literally change their desires. We, we pray, Lord God, that their very desire, their very dream would come to pass. We come into a line with their prayers in Jesus' precious name. And, and can we all just say amen to that prayer? Amen, amen. So this is lesson four, and I titled it The Journey because... Our walk with Jesus is a journey and we don't change overnight and it takes time. And so I thought that was just the appropriate name 
the journey. And we're gonna talk about following Jesus, which for someone that maybe you're new and you don't know what that means, the way we follow Jesus is to read the Bible. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that, that's, that covers all the stories he told and everything he, he taught us. And then, of course, Romans all the way to uh, Revelation, those are the letters or the epistles, right? And that's also Jesus because he is the word. So it's all Jesus. And after we accept him as Savior, we begin to follow him by reading the scriptures. And as we read the scriptures, there will be times when he asks us to add something into our life. Like maybe I'd like you to pray once a week or I'd like you to join a prayer group. I'd like you to love this person. Uh, things like that, he'll ask us. I'd like you to read your Bible more. Those You begin to follow him and there'll be a scripture you read or you hear in church and the Holy Spirit inside you will say, add that to your life, add that to your life. And then there's times when he'll ask us to stop doing things. And those things aren't always easy. We don't always want to stop. So that happens when we follow Jesus. And it's a beautiful thing. So I have a big idea for this lesson. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. Freedom follows those who follow Jesus. So when we begin to follow Jesus, something really incredible is going to happen in our life. We're going to feel peace, joy, and freedom as we make a decision to follow him. And so this is in every area of our life. This is not specific for the topic of this series. This is just every area of our life, right? And real quick, because we're in connect group season, just wanna remind you, we have what's called a weekend follow-up group. And we have one Monday nights at seven. It's actually online. You go to believers.cc. You click the box that says weekend follow-up group. So uh, you can do it right in your home. And they'll have a couple questions that people can respond to. And then if you have questions, you can bring those out. We also have a Tuesday morning one at 9 a.m. at Perkins and Boardman. So you can go to the live one too, guys. And so freedom follows those who follow Jesus. And what I used, what I do when I'm preparing a lesson in this series is I percolate it. So I'll, I'll take weeks before I even begin to create something. And I, and I just think about it and pray about it. And as I was thinking about this lesson, I had three principles that I thought were the most important principles you and I could ever understand on this subject of following Jesus. So I wanna deal with those. And the first one, in my opinion, if you were to ask me, hey, I'm a new Christian, what's the most important thing I need to know? It would be this first principle. If I can bring a Christian to know this and live it, it will change everything. It's the most important thing you and I can ever do after we accept Jesus. And, and here it is, listen. Total surrender is the first step in following Jesus. Now, I grew up with six brothers, so one of the things we said all the time is, you're not the boss of me, right? Say, you're not the boss of me. Mom, you know, Jim's trying to be the boss of me. John's trying to be the boss of me, whoever, you know. And this is what this is referring to. It's you and I coming to a place where we say, Jesus, you're the boss of my life. It's total surrender. It's a beautiful thing. And if we can come to this place in our life, our growth, our spiritual growth, there, there's no stopping it. And Here's my favorite scripture on the subject. You ready? Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. So just imagine, you just read chapters 1 all the way through 11. It talks about the mercy of God. And the mercy of God is amazing. And how you're saved 
by grace, not by your works. It's just a beautiful thing. And now he's saying to you as a Christian, in light of all the things God did for you, here's, here's what he wants you to do for him. And this book is changing. It's going now from everything God did to the practical. Here's what I'd like you to do. And, and, and the first thing he says we should do is I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And I like this translation because your true and proper worship just means this. The highest level of worship you can ever offer God is yourself. And to offer yourself as a living sacrifice just simply means, God, you own me. I just, I wanna do what you want me to do. I'm surrendered to you. And so it's like making him Lord of your life. And so worship is wonderful. We just came out of our worship service and singing those worship songs is so important in our life. But the highest level of worship anybody, any Christian could ever offer God is to say, I am 100% surrendered. This is what Jesus did in the garden. Remember, here he is, the last supper, right? He just had the last supper. And he goes to the garden to pray, and he knows he has to go to the cross. And he says, Father, this is God the Son, but he's in a human body, so he's feeling those human temptations, right? And he says, Father, if there's any way for me to save the world by not going through the cross, if you can take this cup away from me, he said, let's do it that way. But then he said, not my will, but your will be done. And there's something so amazing when a Christian just comes to the place where they surrender. So what I like about it is you don't surrender to me. You don't surrender to a church. You don't surrender to a denomination. You you surrender to Jesus. And man, if, if I can get a Christian to do that, everything changes. And I think the book of James is so fascinating because in the book of James, one of the first things he has to do is they walked away from God and some of them are living in outright sin. So he, he is exhorting them to come back to God. And then he makes this statement, it's for Christians. Listen to this statement, James 4, 6. And God gives grace generously. So there's salvation grace. We, we call it, you know, God's unearned favor. Uh, it's us going to heaven because we believed in Jesus. We can't work our way there. But this is talking about grace after you accept Jesus. And he he says, God is really generous. God loves to give his grace out. And I like to give this definition for the word grace here. It's God's ability that supersedes our ability. How many of us could use some help from heaven, right? That's what it's talking about. God likes to give help out generously, right? And then he goes on and he's talking to people that had walked away from God. And Some of them are probably thinking, I don't know, God, this is so hard to change. And, And he says, listen, listen, as the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but God gives grace to the humble. And who's the humble? It's the Christian that says, I'm surrendered. And there is grace God's wanting to pour out into our life. That's why my big idea is freedom follows those who follow Jesus. That freedom begins to come when we make this first step. And so a couple months ago, we had a guest in. His name was Blaine Bartell. I interviewed him right here. And Blaine's story is interesting. He had the biggest youth ministry in the country back in the 80s and just super popular uh, national TV show. And then he goes to pastor a church in Colorado and he's a sex addict the whole time. 
And in Colorado, while pastoring, he's going to strip clubs. He's having multiple affairs while married and pastoring his church. I, I remember just saying, how did you preach a message? I mean, it had to be terrible, right? I mean, it, if you're that, you're that off. And uh, so God delivered him. He, he got caught. He didn't repent at first. He got caught. His life, his, his life was just torn apart. But he came back to God, and God restored him. God set him free. And he has a ministry now. I send all kinds of people to him all the time if they're having addiction problems of any sort. And so the interview was great. You can, you can listen to it on our YouTube channel at believers.cc. You can find it on Facebook, but Facebook, you gotta scroll forever to find an old message. Our YouTube channel, you can just see them all in a row. It's just so easy to pick what you wanna watch. But I was at lunch with him and I said, Blaine, What's one of the things you do, one of your secrets to stay free? How do you stay free? And here's what he told me. It really, I wasn't expecting it. He said, every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do is I kneel down next to the bed and I say, Lord, you own me. I surrender my life to you. I thought, wow, I, I've begun to do it myself, right? Just because you kind of are, but it's just powerful to do it. And this world is always trying to pull us away, right? It's just always pulling on us. And things and people are pulling on us. So it, it's a life changer. That's, that's the first step. If, if you do that, you're going to be able to do this next one. And here's the next one. Uh, it's, it's also pretty powerful. Uh, dying to self is the second step in following Jesus. And um, This is a phrase you'll understand when we take a look at what Jesus said. So here's what I mean. Mark 8, 34. Then Jesus called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. And you can read this in Luke. Luke recorded it. And it's just, it's great to read it. One translation says, every day you need to pick up your cross. And here's all Jesus is saying. Once we're surrendered and we're reading our Bibles or we're listening to a message in church, God's gonna make something stand out to us and he's gonna say something like this. I want you to add that to your life. And then we have to decide, am I, am I gonna get up 15 minutes early so I can read the Bible? You know, that's, that's denying yourself, right? You deny yourself of some sleep or God deals with you to forgive someone and you're like, mm, I'm kind of enjoying being angry with them, right? That's, I used to enjoy that. And so uh, it's like, okay, I'll do it. Or God asks you to cut something out of your life. And you're like, God, I really like, I like doing that. I really like it. And he's dealing with, you know, I want you to cut it out. And so there, there comes a time where we're totally surrendered. But then as we follow, there's going to be times when we have to say, all right, I'm going to die. I'm going to die to that. I'm I am going to obey you even though it hurts, God. I'm gonna do what you're asking me to do. I'm gonna cut out what you're asking me to cut out. And, and I picked Mark because of the next verse. The very next verse is fascinating. And it reads like this, verse 35. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. He's talking about your lifestyle. 
And he's talking about when he deals with us to do something, us making that decision. And he's just telling us, now listen, there are gonna be times when I ask you to change your very lifestyle. And if you decide you're not gonna do it, you're just gonna end up losing. It's going to hurt you. You'll probably eventually stop following Jesus, right? It's not about going to heaven or not. It's about being changed. It's about freedom following your life. So I think it's interesting in Luke, where Jesus said, pick up your cross. You know what the verse before says? It says, if you wanna be my disciple, you have to love me more than your parents, your children, your mate, your closest friends. And I think that's really important because sometimes when Jesus asks us to follow him, we're gonna disappoint other people, right? So to love Jesus more than other people doesn't mean we don't love them. It means we love him the most. And can we agree, isn't this true in all of our lives? I'm married, right? And I'm always gonna please Gina before any other person on the planet, right? That's my wife. And I love her more. I love everybody, but I love her more, right? And so I'm gonna, you please the one you love the most. And that's what Jesus is saying. And I've had the pleasure of pastoring the same church now. This August is 38 years. And one of the benefits is I have watched people say I'm not letting go of my life. And I've watched the results. And I've watched people who said I'm going to let go. And I've watched the results of what God did and how he freed them and how they grew. And and I just think of my life. This seems to happen Whenever you're a new Christian, it just seems to happen if your family's not a Christian. So I meet Jesus at 19. And right, I was a couple months before I turned 20. So here I am getting ready to turn 20. And I decided Jesus wanted me to go to another church. He dealt with me to leave the church I grew up in and to go to another church. And I was the only one going. The rest of my family hadn't given their hearts to Jesus yet. And so I told my mom and dad, I'm, go, I'm going to this other church. And my dad, man, he, he was really upset. He played hardball. He said, if you go to that church, when you come home, everything you own will be in the front yard and you cannot live here. And I had a great relationship with my dad. So God gave me wisdom because I, I did not walk in this level of wisdom at the time. But he just gave me something to say to my dad. And I said, dad, you know what? This is your house. You own it. I'm living here free. That's what Italian guys do till they get married, right? So I'm living here free, right? And, and uh, I said, so if you want me out, I will leave and it will not change our relationship. Uh, uh, it will not change anything. And he said, well, I'm telling you, son, if you go, everything you own will be outside. So now I'm at this place because I really had a good relationship with my dad and I loved him. And I'm at this place where I had to decide, who am I going to please? And I I am 100% convinced that if I would have pleased my dad, I would have stopped growing spiritually and I would not be doing what I'm doing today. And there's some of you right now, there's some people in your life and, and, and you have to decide, who am I going to please? Jesus or them? right? And, and it's just something we all have to do. And the craziest thing happened in first service. I was in the lobbies after first service, and I met this beautiful family, and they said, this is our first week 
out of the Amish church. And, and they said, this was the perfect, when I got on this little area, they said that was the, per, the perfect thing because their family will probably disown them at least for a season. But they were so excited. They said, God just dealt with us that we needed to be here and we need to come here. And I was so proud of them. But then this is what they said. And we know that if we don't make this move, this hunger and this love for Jesus will die out. And it, and it will, it will die out on us. So we don't, we don't wanna ever not do something because people don't want us to do it. We, we wanna follow Jesus because we love and we adore Jesus, right? So I wanna give you a Joe example. It's PG-13, but I'll keep it umbrella-ish. I won't say a whole lot, but I just, I find that it really helps people if you tell them, what you went through in order to follow Jesus. So this is just one area. And before I met Christ, I was sexually active and I was addicted to porn like Blaine Bartell. And then I met Jesus and I'm really struggling in these areas. I don't want to give anything up. And one day I'm minding my business trying to read the Bible. And you know, sometimes God inside us, the Holy Spirit, he'll He'll, he'll speak to our hearts and he'll, he'll arrest us and stop us sometimes. And I'm reading Matthew 5, 27. It started out great. Uh, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. I'm like, I have no plans to do that, Jesus. Okay, yay. And uh, he's talking to all Jewish people. They know it's one of the 10 commandments. And in verse 28, but I tell you, talk about raining on a young man's parade. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And I don't, it just immediately, I'm a young guy, I'm a new Christian. I understood this. He was talking about fantasizing and, and that would include porn. And I read that verse and I was so upset. And God just began to deal with me, Joe, I want you to walk away from that. And I had this debate with God. It went on, I think it was a couple weeks where I, he just wouldn't let me alone here. And I'd say, God, you created it, come on. You made it, why are you telling me I, I can't do these things, right? And I went back and forth, and I was totally surrendered, by the way. I was 100% surrendered, but now this is a deny yourself kind of verse, right? And I'll never forget the moment where I said, okay, I accept this as your will, your truth, and, uh, and I'm going to walk away from it, Jesus. It was a life changer. And I'm convinced that if I didn't obey at that moment with what he was dealing with me about, I would have stopped following Jesus at that moment. It, it, it just would have went downhill from there. Now, years ago, this is a long time ago, there was a, a, an older woman in our church. She was like uh, probably around mid-70s. And uh, she told another member of the church, to tell me that if I teach on sex and bring it up one more time, she's leaving the church. And so she didn't tell me, but this person said, so-and-so said to tell you this. And so I thought, well, let's, we'll play the game. This is a fine way to play it. So I said, well, tell, tell her that I'm not teaching this for her. I'm teaching it for her kids and her grandkids. And they need to hear it. And tell her, that her daughter is married to a guy and he needs to hear it. 
we, we don't always know what people are struggling with, so you, you need to teach certain things. And then they went back, and then she didn't leave, and it all worked out great. And, you know, it's just kind of funny the way it worked out. But there's all types of things in the Bible that God will deal with our hearts about. Now, can I be honest with you? This is why I call this the journey. I still struggled in that area, and I fell quite a few times. And I would just get right back up because the decision was made. And I'd say, God, I'm sorry. And then I'd pray like, God, how do I build muscle? How do I build spiritual muscle to be free? And then he began to show me some things to avoid. You know, he'd say, don't, you need to avoid that. That's, that's, that's going to open up a door. And I'd say, okay, okay, God. And then he showed me some positive things to do. And it works in every area of our life. And that's my third point. So here's point three, you guys. Uh, and this is in Christianese, but I'll explain it. Uh, it means you have to be a Christian a long time to know this. Uh, walking in the spirit gives us the strength to follow Jesus. And you might say, what does it mean to walk in the spirit? What does that mean? Well, there's a great verse. The New King James does a great job bringing the Greek language out. And here's the verse, Galatians 5.16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of your flesh. So the lust of our flesh would be that sin nature. We have sin here where we are born again on the inside, creating God's image, but we have that sin nature in our body. And I love the, the, the language here is, you shall not. So what he's saying is, fill yourself up, flood yourself with God. That's what it means to walk in the spirit. Now, we'll talk about that. And you can literally put yourself in an atmosphere that will literally give you strength. It will give you strength. And that's what it means to walk in the spirit. So there's all kinds of things we can do. And there's a text I wanna use to help you see this. Uh, it's Ephesians 5.18, and it goes like this. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that phrase, be filled, means keep on being filled. But it's interesting what God's using to compare being filled with God's life or walking in the spirit. It's interesting what he uses. And he's not saying it's a sin to drink. He's saying it's a sin to get drunk. And there's a reason for that because uh, it will ruin your life. It, it, it will, you'll do things you didn't plan on doing and so on and so forth. And it's amazing. Our culture is so different today than Bible cultures. I was in Italy about, I think it's been 10, 12 years. But my brother Tony used to have a Bible school there and I'd go to teach and, and I got to know the Italian culture. This is all Southern Italy. And do you know that in Italy, the Italians do not drink beer unless they're eating pizza. They'll, they will not drink a beer unless they're eating pizza. You know, on a hot day here where someone might say, you know, it's hot, I'm gonna have a beer, that cold beer sounds good. They don't drink without food. And so they only drink beer when they're having pizza. Wine is, red wine's when they're having uh, red sauce, you know, and so they, but it's all, it's like part of their culture. So in America, can we all agree, we took it up about 500 notches here, right? We, we really did. So Bible culture would have been more like Italy is uh, today, right? When I was teaching there, I, I used the word hangover and the interpreter looked at me and said, we don't have a, there's not an Italian word for that. I said, she goes, we, they don't really overdrink. I said, oh, okay, we do in America. We do here. All right. So, so I, when I was a little kid, I used to love to go to family weddings and family, um, like, graduation parties. And I'm talking like junior high. 
I loved to watch all my relatives change as they drank. It was one of the most entertaining things in the world. They come in one way and then they leave another way. And so that's why, here's why I'm referring to this. He's talking about something influencing you. And he's saying, I don't want you to be under the influence of alcohol because you'll make mistakes. You'll get, you might, you know, get in an accident, whatever, you know, you'll do things, say things you you didn't want to do. But then he says, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, there's a way to fill up on God that will also influence your life. And take a deep breath. You won't be weird. You won't do weird things, but it will release peace, joy, and strength and power in our lives. So that's why he's saying that. So one way to be filled with the Spirit for everybody that's Spirit-filled is by praying in the Spirit. But he knew not everybody would be interested and so on and so forth. So he made sure we knew other ways. Listen to the very next verse. Verse 19, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourself. And that Greek word amongst yourself can also be translated by yourself. It's either or, it can go either way. And making music to the Lord in your heart. So what are we talking about? Worship, right? And give thanks for everything to God the Father. So I wanna just talk about this for a moment, give you some enhancements that have helped my life. And again, I'm a normal person, right? I'm not weird. I'm not super spiritual. Uh, you can introduce me to anybody in your family and they're not gonna be freaked out by me, right? Um, I'm just a normal person. So the Bible teaches that God inhabits our praise. He inhabits our worship. And just to give an example, if at the beginning of service, if you participate in the worship songs, if you sing them and you literally mean it from your heart, can we all agree we feel 100% different after worship than before we walked in? You know what just happened? You flooded yourself with God's life. That's all it is. And, and we're not weird when we're done, right? But boy, it feels good. It's like, ha. Ah. And, and that's why he's talking about different ways to worship here. And he's saying, if you wanna be filled with God, Learn to be a worshiper. And how can you do that in your everyday life? I, I'd say play, play some worship songs, right? Play some worship music. And if you're really stressed out or really struggling, fill yourself up with a little bit more. Sometimes if you're really struggling, you need a little bit more, right? And so it just depends where we're at in our life. So in my life, this is what I've learned to do is, you know, when I'm in my car, I'm either listening to an audio book, podcast, uh, or worship. Now, when I'm with Gina, I just want to talk, you know, and we just talk. And sometimes she looks at me and says, Honey, I can't talk anymore. You've talked me out, right? Sarcasm, it's the opposite, right? So, so uh, but when I'm by myself, I'm doing one of those things. And, and sometimes it's just a secular book. I, I just want to learn. I want to learn more than I know. I just read a book on longevity and the scientific way that they're learning that we can live longer. And it was a fascinating book. Most of my books are spiritual. But I just put on some worship music. Every now and then I listen to secular music. I don't want you to think, you know, I'm, I'm inhuman, right? So, uh, and when I listen to secular music, it's 70s rock. You know, my kids say, Dad, come on. But I grew up in the 70s, right? And I make sure it's clean. But the majority of the time I just play worship music and it floods the, it's just like here. It floods the air and it gives me more of God's strength. Now, this next little part is really important. You guys ready? So just pray about, maybe Jesus is dealing with you right now. I want you to incorporate this in your life, right? This last one though is important. And give thanks for everything 
to God the Father. And if you've been coming here and length time, you've heard me say this. My default is negative. My default as a person is the glass is half filled. My default as a person is to be very critical. Now, I've overcome that. But I was married to Gina less than a year, and my wife said to me, being married less than a year, just think about this. I'm already pastoring. She said, Joe, you're the most negative person I have ever met. I said, come on, ever? There's gotta be someone that was worse, right? She goes, I've never been around a more negative person than you. And all it is is I'm such a detailed person, I, I pick out everything, I see everything. And, and, uh, and, and then I focus on it, and then I wanna talk about it. And it's not messing me up as much as it messes up everybody around me, right? So she made me, she said, why don't you learn to be thankful? I do that on Thanksgiving, I really do. <laughs> she said, why don't you learn to be thankful? And you talk about following Jesus. You talk about something. That was probably the toughest thing. That was tougher than giving up porn, being thankful. Be thankful. And I had to work on that. But here's what I noticed. If I'm not thankful, I just suck the very life of God out of myself and everybody around me. So I've learned just to be thankful. So just some different things we can do. And I know as I teach these things, they're simple. But they're profound, and you and I are going to be picking up that cross, and we're going to be following Jesus daily, and there's different things he's going to deal with us to add to our life, take out, and it's a journey, and now I want to pray. So in Boardman, here in Warren, online, TCI guys, we're, we're so proud of you guys at TCI Correctional Facility. Let's pray. Father, as we pray, I know the Holy Spirit is speaking to hearts. He's, he's done that, the entire message. And Lord, so all of us, and I know the majority of us are already here, but some for the first time, they're doing this, Lord. We surrender and we say, you own us. You're the boss of us, Jesus. And we make a commitment as we follow you when you deal with our hearts to add or take or change we're going to do that, and we ask you to give us the grace to do so. And Lord, show us in our busy life, in, in, in our realm, how we can add more of your life into our life. Show, show us, give us ideas, Lord, as we walk through this week. And Lord, if anyone struggles like I did, um, help them to be more thankful and positive, Lord. And I thank you for what you did in my life, and I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in every one of our lives. So stay in that attitude of prayer. I really believe there's God moments happening all over the place right now. And maybe you're listening here in Warren, online, Boardman, TCI, and you walked in and you weren't sure of your eternity. We have people sometimes walk in, they don't even believe in God. And then God deals with their heart. It's like, and at the end, they, they pray. Wherever you're at, Here's what I'm asking. I'm not asking you if you know who Jesus is. I'm not asking you if you grew up in church. I'm asking you, what have you done with Jesus, the Son of God? Can you remember a day when you prayed and you said, Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven and I accept you. 
If you're listening, you can't remember that day. Why not make it today? So online, Borman, TCI Warren, and the rest of us, can we help them pray? Those of us that have prayed this prayer, let's help them. And those doing it for the first time, it's an amazing moment in their lives. So if you're praying for the first time, just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a savior. I repent of my sins and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins and the sins of the entire world. That God raised you up out of the grave and you're the savior. I accept you as my savior. Make a decision to follow you and I declare you are Lord. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.